Welcome to the Business of Sales. On this show, we're going to help you find ways to make more money, spend more time doing what you want to do, and meet your business objectives. Do you ever kind of find yourself wondering what it's going to take to see your sales numbers grow? Does it sometimes feel like you're on this big, huge plateau and you just can't get off? Well, I got to tell you, I've been there and I've done that. I've been in personal sales and had those struggles. I've trained professional salespeople and watched them do what they needed to do to win and to get bigger. And I've been a corporate executive leading a training department of almost 200 people across the entire country. I've grown my career from 30,000 a year to almost a half a million dollars a year with well over five weeks off. We can help you grow your business as well. I want to help you get what you want in your business. I want to help you get where you want to be. And this episode of the Business of Sales is a place to start. So let's get this party moving here, shall we? Here we go. Do you have any habits? Well, of course you do. From brushing your teeth to driving, you have habits. And they cause you to do things the same way repeatedly. It's been said that 40% of everything we do is habitually based. Our brain creates habits so that we can do other things while we carry out that habitual action. So come on, we've all driven somewhere, and when we arrived, we wondered, how in the world did I get here? We talk on the phone, and we drive at the same time. I remember one morning, I was driving into work, and I was talking to my boss, and he was asking me some pretty hard questions, and I was getting wrapped up in the conversation, and while I was driving in, We finished the conversation, and I could not remember driving for the duration of the call. I didn't remember going by the cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, New York, or the Croton-Harmon train station, or driving through downtown Ossining. I literally had no memory of it at all. It was a habit. Now, thank God I didn't mow down a lovely little old grandmother who was trying to cross the street. For me, driving to work was a habit. Now, most of the time when we talk about habits, we talk about our bad habits, right? We got to kick our bad habits. Well, I I admit, vulnerability time here, I was a smoker. And I was a smoker for a lot of years. And there are all sorts of habits that surround that nasty behavior. After a meal, light up. You don't think about it. You just do it, or at least used to. Sipping a drink or opening a beer, light up. The alarm clock goes off. You put your feet on the floor and you guessed it, light up. Stressful time, light up. Happy, joyous time, let's celebrate, light up. Now, I understand there are also chemicals involved, (laughs) drugs in reality that, that may keep you doing that terrible, nasty behavior, but smoking has been determined to be harder to quit than heroin. The fact is, we're going to continue to behave based on our habits especially when there's a reward involved. Brian Tracy, the author of many books, workshops, and training events on sales, he he puts it this way. He says, successful people are simply those with successful habits. Tony Robbins, the, the great Tony Robbins, put it this way. In essence, if we want to direct our lives, we must take control of our consistent actions. It's not what we do once in a while that shapes our lives, but what we do consistently. Now, what do we do consistently? Well, that, those are habits, right? That all leads to the question, 
how do I create a habit of doing the things in my business that, frankly, I don't like to do? Ah, uh, Grasshopper, that is a question for the mighty one who knows all. Now we just find that person. Boy, it sure would make life a lot easier, right? Well, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale wrote a book that, that I, I got to admit, I just really love a lot. It's called The Power of Positive Thinking. It got a bum rap for a while when somebody thought that all he was saying is all you have to do is think about something and whatever you want, you think about it and it's going to happen. Well, that's not what he says at all. Here's what Dr. Peel says. Repetition of the same thought or physical action develops into a habit which, repeated frequently enough, becomes an automatic reflex. Now, an automatic reflex. What's that? Well, it no longer requires getting up the courage or putting on your armor or going through, you know, uptight, painful times. It's an automatic reflex. You do it because that's just what you do, right? All right, enough from the masters. How do you create a habit? Well, first, we've got to identify the actions, the behavior that we want to make into a habit. Then you have to do it repeatedly. That's it. Sounds easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds easy, but it does hard. If I don't like doing it, how am I going to get myself to do it repeatedly? There are those who would advise you to find an accountability partner. How many times have you heard somebody talk about that or, or say, gee, you know, I've got to hold somebody else accountable or you need to hold so-and-so accountable for that? You need an accountability partner. Well, I, in my opinion... I've got to go here, and I, I hate to burst the bubble, but that sort of thinking just doesn't work for me. You are the only one who can hold yourself accountable. Somebody else can, can shame you or beat you up, or because you didn't do what you said you're going to do, they can cause you to feel bad about it, but that's not holding me accountable. In, in my opinion, it's just being mean and degrading. You are the only person that can hold you accountable for your actions because you're the only person that can do a dadgum thing about it, right? Now, somebody out there might be saying, look, I, I guess if that's the case, Morrison, I'm sunk because I guess I'm just not good at doing that. Or you might hear somebody say, I just don't have the self-discipline to do it. Well, you may not be good at it simply because you haven't looked at it from a different point of view. So let's turn that action that you don't like to do into something that you just do because, well, that's what you do. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to analyze your response to the stimulus. You just do it. Would that be a step in the right direction? Let's create the habit of doing whatever it is that we need to do, but we haven't been doing it. Let's create that habit. How do you create a habit? Well, <laughs> somebody told me, you do that the same way you get to Carnegie Hall. Practice, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, I know, corny. Well, it's true, though. Habits are created from repetition. The problem is we don't like to do the same thing over and over and over again. So how do you get past that conundrum? Well, you create a system, and then you implement the system. Now, it's not foolproof. You can still decide not to implement the system, and if you make that decision that you're not going to implement the system, then, you know, you're not going to get the desired results. It's very simple. What is one thing that most of us tend to shy away from at some point in our career in financial services? 
making phone calls maybe. Somebody even gave it a name. They called it call reluctance. And I'll never, ever, ever in my life forgive whoever the heck it was that did that because once you put a name on it, then we all believe that we've got to go through it. But I'm here to tell you right now, you do not have to go through call reluctance. Even if you've had what you want to call call reluctance for 20 years, you can still get past it if you want to. Heck, if you've been doing it for 20 years, you've gotten past it somehow. I know one agent that built a system to get past his not wanting to make phone calls. Here's how his system worked. His objective was to make calls to set appointments on a regular basis and get no less than 10 appointments per week. So here you go. Step one, be prepared with a list of names and contact numbers to call. Do your homework before you sit down at the phone. Step two. Schedule an appointment with yourself every day for a period of time when you're going to make those calls. Now, this is an appointment. Just as you would not miss an appointment with a prospect or a client, you may not miss this appointment either. But Morris, John wants to write an application during that same time when I'm set to do my calls, to have my appointment with my, my phone, my appointment with myself. What do I do? Well, you know what? John will accept another time. Hey, John, I'm sorry, man. I already have an appointment at 10. Can we make it for noon or tomorrow at 10? Set the appointment on your calendar and be prepared to make your calls, but set the appointment. And remember, it's an appointment that's just as important as any other appointment on your calendar, okay? Step three, do something to let the rest of the world know that you're on the phone and you shouldn't be disturbed. Unless there's an earthquake or somebody's bleeding, <laughs> there's no reason to interrupt you, right? So hang a sign on the door, turn off your email, use do not disturb in your computer. No email during this appointment, no checking messages, no texting, unless it's to get an appointment. Focus on making the calls and getting your appointments. Step four, make your calls one right after the other. Never, ever put the phone down during this appointment. Go through your list, one right after another. Now, be prepared. Have a script that you're going to use and know it like you know the back of your hand, okay? What we're talking about here is understanding the language you're going to use and then using it enough so that it sounds very, very calm, very, very easy, very, very much like it's flowing for the very first time. How do you get there? Well, it, it's the same way you get to Carnegie Hall. Practice. If you'll practice it enough, it'll sound just like you were doing it for the first time, and you do it the same way every time. You answer the objections the same way every time. You set the appointment the same way every time. Be prepared. Do a little practice. Be ready. Have your script and know what you're going to say. Know what you're going to say when you get voicemail. What are you going to say in that voicemail? Know what you're going to say when you get a, uh, an assistant on the phone who is, you know, a gatekeeper. I'm sorry, Mr. Jones is not available right now. What are you going to say? Know what that is. If you know what it is and it feels comfortable, then you can say it without even thinking about it. And it will, again, just sound like it came off the top of your head, right? Be prepared. Know your script like the back of your hand and have a list with more people on it to call than you'd ever think you could get done during the appointment time. Now, worst case scenario, you get through whatever your prepared list is and you don't have anybody else to call and your time's not up. You still have another 15 minutes to make phone calls. 
Well, back in the olden days, we would have said, grab the phone book and just start with last names beginning with the letter uh, Q. Okay, all right, I can do that. Well, phone books may be kind of hard to find nowadays, but what you can do is have another list, a list of all the folks that do this, that, or the other, and start in the middle of the list and just keep making calls. Keep making calls. That's step five. Keep making calls until your time's up. Usually give yourself an hour or so and adjust the time going forward based on how well you do. So if you start with an hour and you find that you can make your number of appointments, whatever it is for you that you want to set, maybe it's two, uh, you can make your two appointments in 30 minutes. Okay, great. Schedule 30 minutes for your phone call session every day. But keep making the calls until your time is up, right? Or that you've met that goal for setting appointments for the day, right? That all sounds good, Morris, and and again, it says easy and does hard, but why? Why does it work? Well, there's some mindset things that you have to to get your head around, okay? There are four of them. You ready? Number one, it's on your calendar. It's on your calendar, so you have to do it. Just like any other appointment, it's on your calendar. You have to do it. Number two, you do your homework. You are prepared and you're ready to talk and you're ready to, to punch the buttons on the phone. You're ready to do what you've got to do on that appointment. Again, just like you would for any other appointment. You wouldn't walk into a selling appointment without being ready for that sale. Same thing's true here. you got to be ready for your appointment with the telephone. Number three, you do it on a regular basis. You do it on a regular basis so you get used to doing phone calls at that time during the day. Number four, Repeated actions after a while develop into a habit. That's what Dr. Peel said, right? Develop into a habit, and before you know it, you feel uncomfortable if you don't keep your appointment with the telephone. If you don't get your two appointments a day or five appointments a day or whatever it is you're trying to do, you don't do it, you're going to feel uncomfortable. That's you holding yourself accountable. So you work the system. Create the system and work the system And eventually, it's going to become such a reflexive operation that every day you're going to do it without even thinking about it. Now, another system that I know of from an agent who figured out early on in his career that this entire success of our business or the entire success of our business in financial services, it it really is directly related to the number of people you see. I, uh, granted, okay, that's a basic and it's it's important, but it takes some of us, it took me quite a while to let that sink in to where I really believed it. Well, this particular agent, he didn't set a time for making himself make phone calls. In fact, he didn't even require himself to make calls. His system is, I've got to get at least two appointments a day for some time in the future. Mr. Tim Fitzgerald calls it his one day at a time system for success. Every day. Tim has to get his two appointments from somewhere somehow. Nothing else matters except that he puts two specific appointments on his calendar at least every day. Now, here's the key. It's not 10 appointments a week or a five-day week or four today and none tomorrow. It's two appointments a day. The measurement begins in the morning and it ends at night. Two appointments a day for some time in the future. Doesn't have to be for this week or next week. Two appointments a day for some time in the future. Now, the concept is similar, right? It's something that has to be done every day, and it has to be done 
religiously, consistently, over and over again. Some people even call it a game. I got to get my two. (laughs) I've actually seen Tim leave important meetings during non-selling situations just to take a call to get an appointment or just to make a call to get an appointment. You know, it's, excuse me, it's 10 o'clock. I've got to make this phone call Uh, because he told the guy he was going to call him back at 10 o'clock, right? He'd leave this meeting in in the home office to go make that phone call. And when he got back, he'd say, hey, y'all, I apologize for having to take that call, but I had to get my two appointments and that was number two. Now let's get back to work. Boy, howdy. It worked for him. I'm telling you that right now. I know somebody out there is looking up at the ceiling and saying, just like I did, yeah, you know, I, Morris, that's great, but I'm just not disciplined enough. If, if I may, just talk to you kind of like a, a Dutch uncle here real quick. Uh, I'm not disciplined enough? Come on, stop it. Just, just quit that. That's stinking thinking. Don't go there. Of course you're disciplined enough. You simply have to make the decision to do it and then keep score. Of course you're disciplined enough. You're disciplined enough to... Make sure you are dressed and ready to go to work every day. You're disciplined enough to drive within the law, the law of, of the road. You're disciplined enough to do what you have to do. This is just another one of those things, right? You are. You really are. You're good enough. You're disciplined enough. You can do this. Make the decision. Keep score so you know what you're doing. And go do it. See, at this point, you are literally holding yourself accountable for making your system work, whatever it may be, for making your two appointments or keeping your appointment with the telephone. You got to look at it, the small pieces, the bites, right? It's only for one day. It's only two appointments. You can eat that elephant if you do it one bite at a time. I'm going to do this for an hour. I can do anything for an hour, right? That's all. Break the system down into small pieces that you can do and that you will do and then focus on that, not next week or next month. I don't have to get 20 appointments this day. I don't have to get five appointments before I go to All I can do is get two appointments. Heck, anybody can get two appointments. All I can do is get two appointments. That's the way you have to look at it. Then self-discipline doesn't matter. It's an easy thing. Anybody can do it. When you do this or anything else repeatedly, you will create a habit and you won't have to think about it anymore. The actions are going to come easily and completely. In fact, you'll be uncomfortable on those days when, for whatever reason beyond your control, you're not able to work the system. That's when you'll know that it's a habit, and you'll know that it's something that's going to build you and build your business for the future. So there you have it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Habits work. Habits work. You build habits. You create habits by building a system. When you do that, you can hold yourself accountable. Make it a great week. Go out there, have a good time, make some appointments, do what you know you need to do, hold yourself accountable, and I'll look forward to seeing you again next time right here on The Business of Sales. And until then, I'm Morris Sims. Sims.